Good evening, Raider fans, and welcome to the Raider Nation podcast. And I'm your host, Raider Greg, as always. And this is the postgame show for the Oakland Raiders versus the San Diego Chargers. It wasn't pretty, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, that's going to be in the show. But I have some special thanks uh, first before we get going. Special thanks to Zach Emos of the Oakland Raiders Public Relations Department. Uh, I definitely wanted to thank him for all his efforts and the efforts of the Oakland Raiders to get tickets for Chris Rodriguez of the uh, U.S. Army here who gave us a shout-out and wanted to get some tickets to that Jets-Raider game. They couldn't do that. However, they will accommodate this gentleman and all the other guys in the picture to some tickets here at the Oakland Coliseum. I want to thank them. And they really had a really nice email that they sent. And um, it's nice to know they support our troops as well. And they don't just say it. The Oakland Raiders organization, they do it. Uh, it's a nice thing to see. Thanks again, Zach. Great, great comeback. Thank you for the email. And I will pass this on to Chris Rodriguez. Okay, a reminder for everybody out there. Come on, you Rada fans. Toys for Tots at the Coliseum, December 18th. Look for it. I haven't seen it out yet, but it's usually that every year. It's the last game before Christmas. That's at home. And so we want to make sure we get some shopping done for these toys for our tots at the Coliseum. Let's knock it out. Let's knock it out of the house today, uh, this time, and uh, get things going at the Coliseum for the Toys for Tots program. The Marines will probably be taking them in like they usually do. Shouts out to Raider Dave for your takes that you've been sending in to the Raider Nation podcast. Always appreciated. Dave Chapman of the UK, he pipes in a couple times. Raider for life, no matter what it is. Well, that's right, man. That's what you got to be. True fans for life. I was listening to Jim Rome today, and somebody from Philly was just capping on their team and said that they'd had enough and they're going to jump ship. Boy, isn't that that way? And then someone called in after that and gave that guy a ration because he jumped ship. And then he just followed through with the Buddy Ryan years, and he just went all the way through the Eagles' history of almost making it to the show, but not. And uh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful bashing of a fan who'd given up on their team. And uh, it was nice to hear. And I'm sure that uh, that would happen here at the Raider Nation just because they're pretty passionate fans, the Eagle fans, definitely. I want to have some special thanks out to Sean of the RaiderTake.com because uh, I'm going to rip a little bit more on your Ray Ratto story. I was flipped out when I read those articles. I want to join you in calling him yes. He's one of our stories tonight. The asshole of the month is Ray. What you talking about, Ratto? That's right. Worthless words from a man who tries to write so much and say so little. Well, if you haven't heard it, Raider fans, Langston Walker is on IR, and that's it for Langston this year. Man, I sure like this kid. I know he had some penalties, but he's a big guy, and he's an aggressive player, and I can't wait to see him next season. And I think with our offensive line next season, we might go places. I know, man, every year I say it, and every year I mean it. Okay, along with the asshole of the month, we have quarterback number two, Tuiasosopo. Uh, Marcus Tuiasosopo is going to be a brief history of what he is and where he's come from and what he's doing here at the Oakland Raiders. And the number three quarterback, Andrew Walter, a little bit about who he is 
and what he's done and how he ended up here with the silver and black. And, of course, the post-game show for the Chargers or Bolts game, which is not a whole lot, uh, the one bright moment there in that whole game was we held LT, the most prolific running back in football, to less than 90 yards and no touchdowns. That, my friends, is a defensive victory for sure. All right, let's go. Okay, Ray Ratto, you are, yes, and I am proud to say this, the asshole of the month. And I wish I had a little trophy I could give you because you're a chump. Because I can't believe how you go so far out of your way to diss the Raider Nation. An article that is as much a front to the Raider Nation and Raider history as someone spitting in your face. And if you can think about that for a second, Raider fans, someone spitting in your face. That's how these articles were to me. They were an insult to anyone who had ever donned silver and black. And this character better not come to the Coliseum, because if anybody knows what he looks like, he's not going to make it through too far through the parking lot. Now, I'm going to sum up this guy's articles, and I'm going to sum them up very simply. Now, Sean of the RaiderTake.com, which I always say you should visit his site, he did a great job, very, very eloquent and cerebral job of taking this character down. He stood on the ground where this guy writes, and just left it in his face. Great job, Sean. And you know what? I, I can't do it justice, but I'm so flipped out that I have to go into this. So I'm going to sum this guy's whole two articles up in one, uh, a couple of comments. Number one, the Raiders suck. Blah, 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 blah. He went on and on and on on how the Raiders suck. Yes, yes, thank you so much. Uh, we, we really need to hear a little bit more of that. Ray. Okay. The fans are, for the most part, dock workers or bartenders or bar workers. Now, both, to me, are noble and necessary trades. But he went on to bash them, and this is the typical Raider fan. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, here's another thing. And how we glorify the, the mere three Super Bowl victories that we've had and the three-year division title championships that we've had. Blah, 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 blah. Typical Raider-bashing journalist. Now, I always already thanked you, Sean, of the Raider Take, for opening my eyes to this particular deal. Mr. Ratto, for me, it's simple. This self-absorbed, pompous ass has no room to talk. He has never said any good things in the regards of the Raiders. Only lofting, trying hard to be funny, phrases and comparisons that are meaningless. How this guy can call himself a sports writer is a real question. Ray Ratto, you're a punk. Well, you know what, Ray? Come on down to the Coliseum, matter of fact. I want you to come to the house, come to the black hole, come to where the people go, and take a walk to the parking lot. Walk through, in between the cars. Stop for a second. Don't be afraid. If you are, I'll hold your hand. If anybody hurts you or tries to, to do something to you, don't even worry, because I'm sure that close by there are probably three or four physicians. One has to be an emergency room doctor, 
And if you need one, there's probably 30 attorneys around. Just shout out. They'll be out there, too, along with firefighters, fishermen, nurses, teachers, mothers, fathers, children. Shall I go on? I don't think so. But the one thing for sure, they'll all be there to help you, which is a trip, because this is the Raider Nation. Until you know the Raider Nation, Ray Ratto, shut your ass. <clears throat> Excuse me. Got a little carried away, and uh, I have to move on from that because I'm still shaking a little bit. Okay, who is number two? Tui Asasopo. Marcus Tui Asasopo has a big-time family sports history, man. His dad was a pro professional ball player. Uh, he's got cousins and uncles and all types of sports, and the NFL as well. So he is no stranger to success stories in his family. Tui is uh, six foot tall, six foot one inches tall, 220 pound, drafted in 01. Five years as a pro, all with the Raiders. He had one start, and that was at the Lions game when Gannon went down. Tui also, along with Gannon, we had a terrible offensive line, um, a terrible, probably the worst one in the league. And this is <laughs> this is why we drafted offensive linemen after this series particularly um, at the Lions. Gannon was running around like for his life, and he finally got nailed. And so, of course, when Tui took over, he also was running around for his life because the offensive line was doing a very, very poor job, unlike it is doing today. It's doing a pretty good job. Now, Tui went down, he hurt his knee, and that was it. He didn't have much of a chance. Now, he has played in preseason, and he's shown some greatness, and he's shown some so-so eh, play. So, but here it is. The verdict's still out on this guy. I'd love to give him an opportunity to play five years with the silver and black. It's time to let him play ball okay now when he went running for his life that was the last part of his life because he hasn't played since zero games in 04 zero in 05 um <clears throat> now a little history on Tui. he was uh he's a, he was a two-year starter for the washington huskies and he's known as a strambler and drafted by gruden uh, nonetheless for his ability to run a west coast style offense Third most career yards at Washington, and passing and rushing combined, he gained 6,875 yards total and broke an all-time Washington Husky record. His passing average through college is at 54.5%, which is not very bad. But the thing that makes it better, things that make Tuiasi a much better player, is that he has an instinct. He has an instinct of how to throw the ball and where to throw it to. He also has an instinct in the pocket. He's a great runner. In college, he was the most fun quarterback to watch. I can remember games watching him run. He would run and run an average four yards a carry. So he ran some pretty great. They had to watch him. He's like the Michael Vick of his time. Not quite as squirrely, but uh, very, very productive. And uh, in, in college, he, he was noticed. I think he was number eight. Actually, he was eighth in the Heisman vote. So that's not bad, man. Number eight in the Heisman Trophy. Uh, that's pretty doggone good. I think Tui Yasusopo should have an opportunity to play ball. I think it's time, and I think Turner better put his money where his mouth is and let this kid play. Not let him play till he, you know, if he has a bad game. 
you got to give them a chance. You can't just, you know, <laughs> leave them out to the dogs, as so to speak. But I think he'll play. I think he'll step up. I think he'll give he'll give it his 100% chance. Now, he'll give it 100%. And uh, he has a really good chance of succeeding, let me tell you. Okay. <clears throat> Number three, Andrew Walter. I can't help but think that this was a draft that was composed by Turner. I think Turner had a whole lot to do with drafting this young man, even though he did have a soldier a shoulder injury and subsequent surgery. He did do very, very well in his college just before he got injured. Yeah, I think he got injured with three games to play in the season, and he still broke the records for that year. So that can give you an idea of how productive this Andrew kid is. Walter is a success story in the making. Six foot six, two hundred and thirty pounds, drafted in 05. One of the top Arizona State QBs ever. Shattered all time Pac Ten touchdown passes with eighty five, surpassing Elway's seventy seven uh, total touchdowns for his career. Team captain all three years. If that doesn't breed maturity, I don't know what does. Three se three single season passing totals in school history that shadowed everybody else. Four or more touchdown passes in ten consecutive games. He averaged fifty seven point three percent. That is amazing. And that total is insane considering he missed the last three games of his career. So if he'd have played three more games, can you imagine how much more this kid would have produced? He did have surgery on his shoulder, however, and he's very young. I think he's 23. Now, that's a young man to take over such responsibility. He is from Grand Junction, Colorado, however, and he's a country boy. So you know he's tough. It has to be tough to live there. I've been there, man. It's cold as can be in the wintertime. You've got to be in your game. You're going to be frozen to death. Anyways, it's a nice place to grow up. And I think Andrew Walter, personally, that you can hear it here, and I'll say it here first, this kid is the future of the Oakland Raiders. We need to get this guy involved as soon as possible. Okay. <clears throat> here we go. The Bolts, 34. The Raiders, 10. Well, I didn't expect to win. The rest of the Raider Nation didn't have any expectations either. However, we wanted to go in there and put on a good fight. Uh, we It was a stretch if we thought we could win. I mean, I thought, well, we could pull it off if everything worked out right, like every game with the exception of Buffalo this season. But if this game would have been played like Buffalo, I'd have been so happy because Charger Ray... That OPB drinking, well, he's a real nice guy. Charger Ray is a nice podcaster. He's a super nice guy. His brother came in and chimed in on me, though, sent me an email. His brother name is Charger Chris. And Chris doesn't like what I have to say about his brother, Charger Ray, who is, what Chris says, a little mellower than he is. And he called me down. So I might be doing a podcast with the bold cast, just to set him straight. What I said to him after he ripped on the Raiders and how terrible they were in an email that he sent to me, I said to him, well, until you guys get a ring or at least contend for a Super Bowl, you have absolutely no no room to talk. 
And as far as you going to the Super Bowl this season, Christopher, you're not going anywhere because first you got to go through Denver. Oh, yeah, Kansas City. Oops. And then there's the Colts. I don't think so. So your Super Bowl this year, kiss it goodbye, and all this pounding your chest and jumping up and down is going to take you no place. Thank you, Chris, though. I will enjoy going on your show, and I can hardly wait. You know, it's all in good fun. <clears throat> sure. Now that I went off on that tangent, the first quarter of the Oakland Raiders game was played very, very well defensively. Our defense and actually our offense moved the ball decent, and the offense and the defense were very balanced in the time that they were on the field. We kept up with them the first quarter and slipped a little as a mistake happened in the second quarter with a fumble by Lamont Jordan on the 34-yard line, which they took advantage of and scored on. So at the half, it was 17-10. to 10. We had a, a perfect opportunity to stay up with these guys and keep up with them only if we could not spaz out. Well, you guessed it. In the third quarter, the, the Raiders kept the ball for less than three minutes. Okay, did you hear me? Yes, less than three minutes. That's right. The Bolts had the ball for almost 14, 13 minutes, 14 minutes um, throughout that whole quarter. And that was it. That's, that, that tells you the whole quarter. And it didn't go any better from there. We went directly to strictly passing then. Our running attack had stopped completely. It wasn't wonderful, but we were getting some yardage on the ground. Um, and then our defensive back started to fold up. Um, and Garcia, I mean, um, Gonzalez got in there and worked us over, and that was it. Um Gonzalez got some great catches. They had some great third down and longs that they completed with ease. And that's just it. Collins did the meltdown thing, can I just say, and uh, threw, it, threw an interception in the fourth quarter, which sealed the deal. That's why the points were so high at the end. Um, and uh, they played better ball, and that was it. And they played at their house, and they played a good game, and our defense played well, and our offense faded. And, of course, then our defense got tired. You know, they burn out and fade away. That's what happens to defenses when they're on the field for 13 straight minutes. <clears throat> when you go three and out, three and out, and that is it. That's all the chances you had for the whole quarter. That is wild. I couldn't believe that. So, But it's not as bad as a beating as Philadelphia got. A team that has a better record than the Raiders, and they got Punked at home. Punked by the Seahawks. Ooh, man. And they got spanked hard. What was it, 48-0? to zero? They didn't even score? Not even a field goal. That is brutal. And they're having some trouble there in Eagle territory. So who knows? Maybe Andy Reid could be on the block and he could be coming over to the Oakland Raiders. We never know. But anyways, Raider fans, this is the Raider Nation podcast, and I'm once again reminding you, please visit our site, www.raidernationpodcast.com, and check out, there's a little site on my site, it's a, little, it's a link that's on my site, what a, what a geek, what am I trying to say, it's a link on my site, and I want you guys to check it out, because it's kind of fun, and it's fun for me, because 
you know where my house is. But it's called Frapper, F-R-A-P-P-R. And you click on it, and then you can put where you're located, and then you can put a little picture of yourself here, and it shows where you're located, a little picture of yourself, and it shows you where you live, and you can put a little phrase in there. So if you go to that Frapper right there on my website, you'll see that uh, it's to the right of the, on the right-hand column about the middle of the web page. It says Frapper in real small letters. Check it out. It's a neat site, and it's kind of fun. So on that note, and I've been long-winded enough on this podcast, but uh, that's, that's the game. I mean, I, I, it's very simple. My summary is not very complex, but I don't need to go to any more than that. Uh, we lost. That's about it. No big, uh, no big deal. But next week, Tuiasa Sopo will play, or this week, uh, against the Jets. He's scheduled to be number one quarterback, so... Got to watch that game, Raider fans, because we got Tui in the driver's seat. I'll be giving the pregame up this week. Thank you all for tuning in, Raider Nation Podcast. And this is Raider Greg, and I am out. Out.